1: You know, no book can give you every detail that you need in order to navigate this this terrain well. You need God, Mm. you need his help and his support.
2: It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this
0: episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I don't know why I'm talking so fast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my good friend Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good. Hey, I'm doing good, too. You talking fast today? Is it a fast talker day, double coffee day? (laughs) Hey, uh, in Portland, it's always double coffee day. Anyway, (laughs) hey, excited about our guest today. We had him on uh, uh, as an interview podcast, uh, Ron Deal, and he's done so, so much with Blended Families. He's got a ministry called Smart Families, and we're really excited to have him back on. I've asked him to come and pull... Uh, some stuff out of that book and teach our guys in our equipping episodes. When we went through the interview process, I was a little frustrated because there's so much in the book I couldn't unpack it all. So I've asked Ron to come back and help us out, and he's graciously agreed. Uh, Ron is 53 years old. He lives in Little Rock, Arkansas, married to his beautiful wife, Nan, for the last 34 years. He's one of the most widely viewed experts on blended families in the country and the founder of Smart Families. He's also the director of Family Life Blended for Family Life, the author of over a dozen books and video resources on step family living, including the best-selling book, Building love together in blended families, which is what we're talking about this morning. His podcast "Family Life" blended with Ron Deal and his one-minute radio feature are heard around the world, and his work has been quoted or referenced by multiple news outlets such as New York Times, Wall Street Journal, CNBC, and USA Today. So again, it's great to have Ron Deal on. Ron, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, I'm so excited to have you on, and I'm just gonna. I, this is a 10 to 15 minute episode, so I'm just gonna turn it over to you. Uh, Before I
2: do that, though, I
0: want to talk to Dale, because uh, he's got a man law for us today. Yeah.
2: So what is it, buddy? I stole this from the end of our last podcast with you, Ron, and it is this. The marriage sets the tone for everything else in the home. Keep a fresh desire in your heart to pursue your wife, because that is so important that your kids see that. It It really does. It sets the tone for everything else in your home. So that's my man law. Hey, I appreciate that, buddy. Ron, I'm going to turn it over to you, and you are going to talk about the
0: five P's of step parenting. So rock and roll, brother.
1: Thank you. And actually, that was a beautiful lead in that man law, because our first P of step parenting is partner, partner with your spouse. Parenting has always been a two-person challenge you know, we were never made to parent by ourselves. And I firmly believe that. That's why I think single parents really need to have a a chorus around them, other voices, people that come alongside them that they can uh, talk to and ask Mm -hmm. questions to and get perspective on parenting, because it's challenging. None of us in and of ourselves can cover all the bases. We need a partner. In a blended family situation, as a step parent, you're the new person Uh, uh, on the team, you know, imagine, you know, if you played sports and all of a sudden you get a new coach and it's kind of like, okay, they have some authority. They're a coach, but we don't know them. We don't know how how much we trust them. We don't know how much they know about this game. And so they're kind of on trial Mm -hmm. for a little while. And you as a step parent are on trial. So partnering with your spouse is how you gain credibility. It's how you get power. We, 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 I say to biological parents, you have to pass power to a step parent. It's what you do when you have a babysitter come to your house before you leave You pass power. All right, kids, she's in charge. She's 14. She's cute. We don't know who she is. We've never met her before, but she's in charge. And we do this with our children and it works. Why? Because your children hear you say she's in charge. I'm thinking of a little boy, actually a grown man who was reflecting on his uh, time as a little boy. And at the age of five, he got a stepdad in his life. And he said to me, I, love my stepdad. I think he was a great guy. We, we got along, you know, life was pretty good when he came into our family. And then he said, but I never trusted him. I never respected him. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just got whiplash. Yeah. You loved him, but you didn't respect him. What was that about? And he goes, well, my mom made it pretty clear from the beginning that if anything ever happened between us and him, that she would take us and leave him. The message was very clear. Um, kids come first. The marriage comes second. Stepdad comes third. Therefore, I don't have to respect him. Mom doesn't respect him. Why should I respect him? I tell you that story to emphasize how important it is that you you partner with your spouse and that the two of you are supporting one another on behalf of your role in the family. Once you have that settled, then you can begin to do these other elements that are involved in step-parenting. The next P is pursue, pursue a relationship with the children, pursue their heart, pursue connection, try to be a student of them and find some middle ground, something, uh, you know, the first day on as a step parent, boy, you're searching for something you have in common. You're going to try to make a friend out of this relationship. And that's what you do when you make a new friend, you try to find something you have in common You start talking about it, or it's an activity that you do together and it naturally brings you together. It's the starting point for a journey of building relationship and deepening your trust with them and deepening your affections for one another. That pursuit, though, has a huge caveat, and that's the third P, and that's pace, Hmm. P-A-C-E. You have to pace your pursuit according to what they're able to receive from you. Let me go back to the friend uh, example, and let me just, let's do a thought experiment. Imagine I gave you an assignment. I wanted you to, you've got a new neighbor, and they've just moved in a couple doors down, and your job, we're not in a pandemic anymore. (laughs) You can actually go up and talk to them. Your job is to go make friends with your new neighbor. Well, what would you not do? My guess is what you would not do is go bang on their door and loudly shout, hey, I'm your new BFF. Come open the door. I'm hungry. I need something something to eat out of your refrigerator. You're not bursting through their door. You're not barging into their life. You're not declaring yourself their new friend. You are gently setting a pace here that they will receive. So it probably looks like this. You knock on their door and wait. And some... New neighbors will come and they'll talk to you through the door. Hello, who is it? And you got to respond back and they respond back and you find something you have in common. And eventually they crack the door open and take a look to see who's out there. And you talk to their eyeball for a little while. And now you have a little more access to who they are, but you don't have access to their living room. And it's only when they open the door fully and invite you in I'll get you a glass of water. Then you're moving to deepening your friendship and getting to know one another. Step parents have to honor and respect the pace of their stepchildren. I, I, I can't tell you so many stories. Th- this is true whether children are young children or teenagers or adults. A, a lot of later life couples go, oh, you know, my kids are 25 and 30 years of age and they're not going to mind at all that, uh, you know, that you're coming into my life. Oh, yes, they are. And all of a sudden, if you as a step-parent who's later in life wants to all of a sudden make a friend out of a 30-year-old who has their own life, their own career, their own family, their own kids and responsibilities, they don't have time for you. That They may not have any interest at all in developing a deep relationship with you. It's great. I want to get to know you. I want to make sure you're nice to my mom or my dad, whoever it is you've married, but I don't need you in my life. You have to respect that pace. So you pursue at their pace. Mm -hmm. Now, this is frustrating for a lot of step-parents. You're eager. You have this huge heart and a strong desire to build a relationship. But they just don't need you. Mm. It is what it is. Start with what you have in common. Take advantage of those moments. Try to build into the, well, we only get to see them once a month for lunch. Okay, there you go. Make the best of it. You know, over a long period of time, that's going to add up to something. But it's what you have and it's all you have. So take advantage of those moments. Don't push through the door, or they're going to lock you back out. Mm-hmm. That brings me to my fourth p, patience. Patience is that telling yourself it's okay that it's not happening as quickly as you'd like. Uh, we talked on our podcast about you cook a step family with a, a slow cooker or a crock pot. Um, it's not fast. It is very slow and gradual. And you have to be patient with that process. If you get overly eager and impatient, you tend to do things that create conflict or push back rather than them opening up. So patience is that heart virtue that respects, that, it, that uh, honors where people are and says, I'm going to be Jesus as best I can in this moment. And eventually, I think it'll lead to a deepening of our relationship. And that brings me to P number five, and that is persistence. I think sometimes, well, I'm I'm quite certain that step parents sometimes um, say, oh, this kid has rejected me, when really it's not rejection. W- what they're just seeing is a child who's apprehensive, a little shy, a little guarded. It's not that they don't like you or rejecting you outright. What they're just saying is, I don't quite know where to put you. Um, I I've had as a therapist, I've had many kids through the years say something to the effect of, Oh no, I like my step parent, Ron. That's my problem. I don't know where to put them. I feel like I'm being disloyal to my biological dad if I love my stepdad. So I like you stepdad. I don't know what to do with that. So children will do things at that point in time that, that kind of look like, um, disrespect that looks like rejection, and it's not. It's just them trying to work this out in their heart. So when you are persistent to not go away, when you are committed to stay in the path to not giving up, then you allow them the time they need in order to really find where they can put you and then to begin to respond to you. Yeah, I like you. All right, let's do this. But without persistence, I've just seen so many step parents give up far too quickly. One of my early experiences in working with stepfamilies was, I'll never forget, I was working with a guy. He goes, I don't get it, Ron. I've tried everything you talk about and teach. and I've done it all. I've done this. I was gentle. I pursued. I, I, I tried to find something that my stepdaughter really liked. And we tried to activate that, but she wouldn't let me in. And he said, I did it all. I, it I got me nowhere. I don't understand. And I said, wow, you know, I'm a little confused too. You did a number of things right. How long did you stay at it? I'll never forget. He said three months. Oh. I worked really hard for three months. <laughs> A solid three-month commitment. And I went, dude. Yeah, no, you were on the right path. You just weren't persistent enough. Mm. Like we're talking years, all right? Crockpot. And you gotta, you gotta find the patience in order to stay that path. Which brings me to the <laughs> bonus P. Oh, I was six. gonna,
0: I was gonna bring that up if you didn't.
1: Go for it. <laughs> we got to add number six. Yes. And that's, prayer oh my word oh my goodness this whole process you you don't always know when to zig and zag and nobody has all the answers and you know no book can give you every detail that you need in order to navigate this this terrain well you need god Hmm. you need his help and his support and you need him right there by your side going holy spirit teach me you know what do i need to know about me what do i need to learn about this moment and help me find my way
0: That's so good, Ron. Thank you so much. On page 115 of your book, you said, as a parent and step-parent, you need to constantly bathe the process of parenting in prayer. And that's for all parents, man. We need to be praying over our kids. Thank you so much, Ron, for taking the time and doing this equipment with us. It means so much. I know you're a busy, busy guy. Dale, what's next, man?
2: Yeah, I would like you guys to go to meninthearena.org and click on the top link to enter to win Ron Deal's book, Building Love Together in Blended Families with Dr. Gary Chapman. And you can also enter through these show notes and in the Men in the Arena Facebook page. And there's another thing you can do. In these show notes, you'll find a link to the PDF of this teaching. And so you can get a hold of that. You can, it'll help you with this. Um, so go there in the show notes, and you can find all that good stuff. So until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and love your wife while you're being a man. Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins.